Hello everyone, I'm Soren Pavasils, sitting here with Ben Rikosh, and this is Paper Thin Thoughts. We, short-sighted, ill-advised, thought-provoking dimwits, speak our truths on ending topics that we experience in our daily lives. This week we had an amazing interview with the orchestra teacher, Miss Waters. And music production teacher. And music production, followed by a draft on musical venues and locations. And we ended off with... We ended off with highlights regarding basketball, music, and a battle with a beast and what we would choose to defend ourselves with. It was pretty fun, and uh, I highly recommend you stay tuned to the very end because the kids in the hall is awesome this week. Kids in the hall is very good. Yeah. So let's get to it. We are thrilled to welcome to the show today a Charlottesville native, CHS graduate, uh, someone that has a degree in music education and a degree in teaching, has taught at Virginia Beach for a while, took over at Walker Upper, Upper Elementary in 2018, rapidly grew that program, and then finally took over at CHS when her mother, Miss Thomas, retired, and now she is changing the narrative of string music across the country. Wow, what an introduction. Yeah, thank you for taking <laughs> time, Ms. Waters. Thanks for having me. We have a range of, we have a lot of questions here. And Great. we'll begin with, so you taught at, or you were at Virginia Beach for a while. What made you come back to Charlottesville? Oh, well, I was I was pretty happy in Virginia Beach. It was a, it's a cool vibe, like living at the beach. Uh, as a as a young teacher was fun uh, but once I heard that Dr. Seibert was retiring it took me about 30 seconds to be like um, I'm gonna apply for that and I'm gonna I think I want to move home so it was a really easy decision and I think it's just because Charlottesville is it's such a cool place I have family here uh, like my parents are here and um, I, I love the Charlottesville, the Charlottesville High School community, and I knew that coming back to Walker was possibly a way for me to um, get to know the students of the Charlottesville schools and kind of get my foot in the door to eventually come here when my mom retired. Yeah, that's amazing, but I'd have to imagine you miss at least some of living and teaching at the beach, right? I'm not much of a beach person. I like mountains, actually, so I like being closer to Wintergreen and Massanutten. A win-win. Yeah. <laughs> was there was a big difference from shifting back here in the environment in school, like Virginia Beach environment to Charlottesville environment? Oh, sure. I mean, Virginia Beach is a huge, a huge city. Um, it actually is home to like 200,000 people. Um, the city itself is a really large geographic city. It takes up a lot of space because there's no county around it. Um, so there are 12 high schools in Virginia Beach as opposed to the one that we have here. So you're just, you know, you're just a, a small piece of a yeah. large system in Virginia Beach as an orchestra teacher. Um, so it's, it's kind of nice to be like the one high school orchestra teacher here as opposed to just one of the 12. Had yes. coming home and teaching at CHS and Walker always been something you wanted to do or is it just an opportunity that popped up? Um, I actually went to VCU originally um, on an engineering scholarship for biomedical engineering and I thought I was going to do pre-med and I ended up changing my mind pretty quickly after I started oh, wow. um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but 
yeah, I thought I wanted to do medicine, but after I decided to do teaching, um, I wasn't really sure. I thought I really liked having my own program that, you know, wasn't connected to any of my family members or anything. And it was just, it was just mine to kind of run with. Um, and that, that was really fun, but there's definitely something special about, like we said, coming home and taking over a kind of legacy, I guess. Yeah. Um, going back to a while ago, I, I think, what was the first piece that you ever played or one that you mastered at the very beginning of your music career? Oh my gosh. Uh, Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. <laughs> mine was mine was hot cross buns. That yeah. was the best one. Yep, it's a classic, you know. And so going back to now, what's your current favorite piece to play? Oh, my favorite piece to play? That's hard because there's so many genres. Like I, I, I love classical music, but we also are doing uh, lots of other types of music. In my music production class, we're like making beats and we just did a video game um soundtrack wow. trailer i know you're asking about my favorite piece <laughs> to play so um i don't know like i really enjoy improvising to um to different beats and making my own originals but in terms of like orchestra repertoire um right now we're working on the corelli christmas concerto and that's one of my that's one of my all-time favorites we asked mr cook this but do you have a favorite christmas song um Carol of the Bells. That's a good one. It's pretty yeah. complicated. Yeah. It's, it's oh yeah. We we didn't we sing that in middle school? Maybe we did. I think we did. <laughs> and it was very it was very satisfying <laughs> to get it right, but it was very tough. Yeah. Well it's very it's it's very secular, um, and it's got um it's got challenging stuff. Have you ever heard the um Trans Siberian Orchestra play Carol of the Bells? No. They call it um Christmas Eve Sarajevo. It's Check it's a banger. Out. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll link it uh, <laughs> in the show notes for yep. everyone else to check out. We we did do some research and we saw that you were teaching hip hop to your students. And what was what was the motive for that? Um, well, I really like hip hop. I yeah. um, and I like to be involved in the music that I like, but I can't rap, um, mm-hmm. and I won't try. Uh, but like I did this, um, I ended up making an album. Uh, an instrumental hip hop album that I recorded and um, and helped produce. And uh, but before that, it was just about like trying to make strings more relevant and more inclusive, uh, because classical music is is great, but it's not the only type of music that you can play on string instruments. So I wanted to experiment with what was what else was pop uh, possible. And so I just started incorporating it into like warm ups and playing along with instrumental tracks and then um you know started having my kids um just copy what i was doing and improvising and um you know i found like other popular string artists that were doing the same thing and creating their own originals and things like that so i was like oh maybe i could do that so um so i did it's a project that i'm really proud of and that i can share with my students that you know like i i'm i'm a teacher but i you know, I'm still an artist mm-hmm. outside of that. That's really um, interesting. But I just, w- I really just wanted to incorporate music that kids listen to outside of school into the music that we do here because there's no like best genre. Um, it's just like any any genre, any popular music could be played on string instruments too. So I assume that you've gotten a lot of positive reactions from that. Um, 
has that brought like a whole different side of orchestra and a bunch of different people into the genre that you didn't imagine coming in or weren't there before and you know how has this shifted the perspective on orchestra here at CHS and maybe even in a greater community sure well there's sometimes it's met with surprise for sure um, but I noticed while I was at Walker that I started to see uh, um, more representation from our whole city in the program um, uh, Orchestra is a traditionally very white thing to do. Uh, all of the composers from, you know, traditional classical repertoire for strings are usually um, old, white, old or dead white <laughs> men, and um, you know that that's due to a lot of societal barriers for for women and people of color. Um, but when I started in, uh, when I started including music that that all these types of people like I saw more more people join the program and so now I think we'll see as um, as those students age up to the high school that our our high school will include um, people of different backgrounds and races and um, socioeconomic levels and and all of that which is what I've yeah. always wanted for orchestra because it is really it's there shouldn't be any kind of gatekeeping or and any reason why students shouldn't feel included that's that's my mission is to make people feel included and and welcome um and like it's something that they want to be interested in they can see themselves represented in yeah that's really awesome i have to ask who is your favorite hip-hop artist or one of the top three? Oh man um i really um Lizzo's kind of pop but I really love what Lizzo does and I she's like such an incredible musician yeah. and person like she's so funny and I love nowadays with social media being able to see like artists personalities outside of because they're just so she's so public like I watch her TikToks and I'm on her Instagram all the time and um I love how she played that crystal flute and everybody got mad um <laughs> that that was really cool um I also really um this is lame, but like the people that I grew up listening to are like, like Soldier Boy and Fifty Cent, and like those sound so generic yeah, they, and cheesy. They're classic. But they have yeah. to be on the <laughs> like T Pain and the that kind of like uh, early two thousands hip hop is what I really enjoy because it's nostalgic for me, and I like remember where I was and what grade I was and like what dance I went to when I heard that music. So, mm -hmm. um, some of the newer trap and stuff too is, is nice. Um, but some, sometimes people, I don't know. Some people are not as creative with the lyrics mm -hmm. and such, um, like future and, um, Tyler, the creator are also some of my favorites. They, yeah. they're a little more, um, inventive with their yeah. lyrics. What, <laughs> song is on your list of to do that you haven't done yet and you're really aching to do with orchestra um there's a, a piece called um called a flat it's by black violin and it's a it's an arrangement that um that was made for orchestra but i'd really and it doesn't include any percussion or any like uh, it doesn't have a beat or anything but i really wanted to reach out to black violin to see if we could use the beat that they use like the, I guess it's all instrumental because it's the, the violins play the melody, but um, I wanted to see if we could get their, their tracks minus violin so that we could add orchestra on top. 
Hmm. Um, but I've yet to reach out to them. Oh, all right. So the last thing on orchestra here, it's kind of a big ask. But in the past, the CHS Orchestra has taken some huge trips, like to Chicago, going to Boston, Atlanta, London, Prague, Vienna, and many more. Italy, Are there France, Ireland, list goes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any fun events coming up? Maybe not currently, but in the future for future generations to look forward to? Yeah, well, we're going to Orlando this year. Awesome. Um, we're actually, we're going with the band, and... Um, I would love to continue the tradition of going abroad for our our top group. That's usually the uh, one of the motivators for students practicing and um, joining our top ensemble. Um, I would love to go to Japan. Wow. I I went uh, for our honeymoon actually. My husband and I went there, and it was really great. It is a very long plane ride though. So how many hours is that? Thirteen, fourteen. Uh, it's fourteen there and eleven back. Oh wow! <laughs> what was the your favorite thing about Japan the food yeah for sure we ate like every two hours <laughs> because there's just so much to try yeah all right well speaking of food we have some random questions for you okay not just like just not like related to orchestra questions. pretty fun so first one is what is the most disgusting food combo you can think of it can be real it can be made up anything mm-hmm. Ben do you have one to um I'm going to go with uh, avocado and wasabi. I feel like that or could avocado, be Or avocado good. and hot sauce. Mm. No, that's great. That's called a taco. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Avocado basically has like taco, no taste. So it just tastes like hot sauce for the vehicle. The avocado would be the vehicle for the sauce. It's true. I mean, I... I'm particularly adverse to uh, pineapple on pizza, Ooh. but I do think that you, sh- I, I believe that you should not yuck other people's yum. Like if somebody else likes pineapple on pizza, I like it. then they should go for it, I but like I it. won't be eating it. I haven't had it yet. I like pineapple and I like pizza, so I have yet to try it. I but think we have something <laughs> to do this weekend. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I won't be here, but I think, I think a food that could be pretty disgusting be like, Milk with, ah, uh, it's tough. Milk and milk can some make something really good or really disgusting. Yeah, you know, milk, definitely. milk and chocolate's really good, but milk, milk and, and beef, milk and oh, <laughs> milk I, and I'd, beef. I'd go like maybe Hershey, like a plain old Hershey's bar and sour cream. Dude, that does not sound good. I mean. Mm. The fact that it's chocolate and it's sweet adds something to but that. But just a plain old Hershey's bar? Have you ever had one of those? And cottage cheese. Ooh, that doesn't sound very good. Nah. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll get on to the next question here. Okay. Um, if you were to make any form of currency, who would be on your $100 bill? Whoa, hard left. Like for, um, your, for your life, who would be your $100 bill? In my life. Either an idol or somebody that's giving you great advice. Could be yourself. No, I would never put myself on money. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lee, our custodian here at Charlottesville High School. Yep. He's a great I think it would be a great $100 <laughs> bill. <laughs> face be great oh, gosh. Bed, cut that voice crack out. Right. $100 bill face. All right. And lastly, what is the uh, greatest piece of advice that someone has given you? And you would like to share to the world. 
Hmm. Well, it's actually a piece of parenting advice because I uh, I just had a a baby nine months ago. Um, uh, thank you. But this can apply to to lots of things as well. Um, the advice was instead of saying thing is right or wrong, um, say that it's working or not working because mm-hmm. something that is wrong for someone else might be right for you. And in general, there isn't, you know, there's not a lot of wrong. It just might not work. Unless you're in math. You. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There's some, some instances where, uh, facts and, <laughs> and rules and laws apply, but, um, like just in, in terms of like the path that you choose for your life, yeah. you know, it might not be right for somebody else, but it might be it might be working for you and you should go for it. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's time for our draft. We have every week we do a draft and today the topic is the top three places that you'd want to perform like in a musical setting. Okay. So it could be anywhere, any venue, any place. But we have three picks, and it'll go. We can go. We can start with you, Miss Waters. Okay. And then Ben, and then me, and then back to you, and then Ben, and then me, and then back to you, and then Ben, and me. This is where I'm performing, or where I'm taking my group. Ooh. Either one. It's where you would want to perform a musical performance. Either you know, if you want to perform it as a group, you perform it as a group. But if you want to do it yourself. Okay. Oh, my first pick. Your first pick is the Hollywood Bowl. Nice pick, Hollywood Bowl. I've never heard of that. It's a big outdoor venue. A lot of orchestras play there, but also like some big names and stuff. Yeah, mm. cool. it's outside. Ben, In L.A. My pick. Oh, L.A. I'm going out of left field. I told you you would never guess this in a million years. The pack. But I think it is an amazing pick. I want to perform on the moon. <laughs> um, ben, how's anyone going to hear you up there? Well, obviously this will be when there is more life on the moon, but or any it would be cool moon. to be on the moon, period, but also to perform on the moon. Wait, but isn't the moon, like, it's in space, so it's a vacuum, so can sound travel on the moon without some kind of enclosure? Maybe we have one of those silent discos. <laughs> silent discos. Then <laughs> <laughs> would it be a, like... A jumping performance or like in the air because I know there's choreography. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I I looked up these like videos about gravity on different planets and it's really cool. And they take a astronaut, they jump, and they see how high they can fly. And the moon was a perfect (laughs) a perfect balance so that you'd be able to do two backflips in the air. Ben, would you do a backflip in the middle of your performance? Definitely. One of my bucket list items for hopefully my life in hopefully 80 years <laughs> at least is to be on the moon okay i think how that would be you, awesome how old will you be in 80 years uh 97 so at 98 you so can't in, go in the next 98 the limit in, in my lifetime i want to be on the moon sometime okay. and okay. i think that's possible okay could be i think for my first pick it's pretty basic it's just going to be in Times Square in New York. Madison Squ- or Madison Square Garden? Or Madison Square Garden, yeah. They're both good. But I feel I feel like the New York situation and environment would be pretty cool. 
yeah. a lot of There's lights. Something different about and being it would be in at Times night. Square than being inside Madison Square Garden. Both are awesome, but yeah, being in a building is different than being in the middle of the street there. I think Times Square would be cool because I could just be. I feel like I'd want to be on the side of a building so that I can look down and oh, not wow. crowd up the streets. Yeah, mm. like how the Beatles played on the roof. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're Second up. pick. Um. I'm going to say the Jefferson downtown because I've been to many a show there, but I've never performed there, and I think it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My second pick, um, I'm going to go with Madison Square Garden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that, Ben? I mean, you said it. Being in New York is awesome. It's like they say it all the time, but Madison Square Garden is like the oldest operating arena. And it's just such a beautiful venue. A lot um, of people. I'm going there next week, and I'm very excited. For Thanksgiving? For Thanksgiving. And to New York City? To New York City. Oh, nice. Yep. You have family there? Yeah. Um, it'll be great. To get Are you going get to Madison to Square Garden? I am. Are you seeing a game there? I'm seeing a, seeing a game there. Who is playing who? That is a great question. Thank you for asking. Do it you know who's playing who? It is the New York Knicks versus the Portland Trailblazers in a basketball game. Who are you rooting for? Oh, that's a good question. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think for my second pick, I'd want to be on the tallest building in the world, and that would be the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. I think it would be pretty pretty cool to be... On top? Yeah, on top. I think it would be Solo pretty cool. Solo performance, perhaps? Yeah. Okay. Down to the whole world. I think it would be pretty cool to be able to claim that you've been on this point in the world. Yeah, that would perform be awesome. the highest point. Is the tallest building the hi- higher than the tallest mountain? That I don't know. I'm gonna actually check right now, though. Is the Burj? <laughs> We're keeping this in, aren't we? Higher. Than this brings up a point that I'd like. Well, a question that I'd like to ask, though. Did you guys learn how to touch type? Or do you do all of your typing like that? If oh, no, if I've done that type. I'm just doing a one-handed thing. Okay. Yeah. I can t- I'm can. i not as fast as some other people, but we I can type. We used to have to take keyboarding class. I think taking a typing school. class nowadays is more important than taking taking a writing class, like with handwriting. Okay. Well, did you guys learn cursive? No. I did not. I, I started to in kindergarten, and then I don't remember in any of it. In kindergarten? Yeah. Oh, wow. We did some weird stuff at <laughs> um, I have a I have a fact here. Weird stuff. It says according to Wolfram Dash Alpha, Mount Everest is twenty nine thousand feet high, which is about five point five miles. And as we discovered yesterday, not this yesterday, but the two thousand seven hundred seventeen feet Burj Khalifa is just over point five miles high. So, Burj Khalifa is much shorter. So you need to go to Everest to perform. I think I would. I might die, but... Would you have an audience there? It would just be performing for (laughs) yourself. It would be a live stream, Facebook Live. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook Live, that would be perfect. But yeah, that's my second pick. All right, your last pick here. Make it good. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Make it good. Well, if I could perform anywhere... Well, I have... This is not a specific venue, um, but when I was in high school, I uh, we went to Italy for our, our senior orchestra trip, and we performed in this thousand-year-old cathedral in mm. Italy, and 
I think I would like to perform in another thousand-year-old cathedral somewhere else. Wow. Just so interesting to think about, like, even someone existing a thousand years ago. Like, yeah, someone performed there a thousand years ago, and you performed there, like, yeah, I'm a sure. Couple years ago, but you know, <laughs> music pretty was was pretty pretty different back then. Like a thousand years ago, string instruments hadn't been invented yet, and yeah. hmm. they were actually, I don't even know if Gregorian chant had started yet. That's a whole other wow. genre of music you could dive into. Chant. <laughs> Is that like what people chant at sports events? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was usually religious. Okay. Um, and they had like a whole different notation stem and all of that. But I don't even know if that was had started a thousand years ago. I don't know what type of music they were doing. Maybe it's just strictly something. vocals. Yeah. Just singing. Probably, or some really primitive string instruments. Like There's probably some form of drum or percussion. Yeah. Probably drums, yeah. I would imagine they're probably the first Sticks. Instrument. Yep. Uh, let's I've see. had my fair fair share of stick drumming in my past as a <laughs> camp counselor. We had this area where we just do music and we just bang sticks on wood and drums. Fun fact. <laughs> Good fact. What camp? Quick fun fact. What camp were you a counselor at? Triple C. I went to Triple C. I, I did, did too. The horse camp. Horse Every camp? Summer. Oh, you did yep. cold camp. <laughs> <laughs> you did cold camp. <laughs> it smells really bad over there. Too. Huh? I did the sports camp one time. Which which one were you in charge of? I was in charge of all the five-year-olds. So I was the pioneer camp okay. counselor. Oh. But yeah. Listen to the to first episode of this podcast. You can learn more about Soren's camp experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first episode. It was awful. <laughs> all right. <laughs> As most pilot podcasts are. It's yeah. all right. Uh, all right. My last pick is a tough decision. I'm trying to. Okay. Hear me out. I want to perform at the top of the Space Needle in Seattle. I'm, okay, you've seen how? that building, right? Is there any yeah. surface area? There, there is a roof. The I'm, there's like a restaurant there and everything. Now, on I'm top ta- of the I'm needle. I'm talking about top of the needle. How would you get up there? That is a great question. How would you stay But up I there? think it would be awesome. Okay. Uh, th- th- I don't know the logistics of it, but like that would be so cool. You could like tape tape a platform up there, or, like glue it on there. I feel like someone on America's Got Talent has come up, come along and done some kind of balancing act. You could maybe get in touch with them. Yeah. Yeah. Do some training. I mean, it would take some Or we can training. do a like a virtual concert, have like a helicopter up there with a green screen, just <laughs> photoshop the helicopter out. Okay. Things like that. You should just okay. a green helicopter, and that'd be easier. <laughs> yeah. And then we just like take it out. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna binge watch <laughs> America's Got Talent <laughs> to look for that one episode with the needle, needle balancers. But is that your? That's your third pick, Ben. That's my pick. Top you of like the it? needle. It's creative. You think I'm gonna win this draft? It's possible. I think Wait, you're the, mi- the the fans. internet. Okay. We put a poll Instagram out on the uh, internet. I think the moon might I carry think you. So too. Yeah. yeah. That was, we. You were m- the most creative with your venue picks for sure. Thank you. I might have to make fight a bit more creative, but. This one. What's your last pick? My last pick is I'm a big soccer guy, so I like I like football as they call it across the seas. So I'd pick Wembley Stadium <laughs> in London. Good pick. Because there's a lot of lot of stuff going on there, a lot of performances. I know Ed Sheeran is going to be there soon. Oh, cool. So. I think that would be a good environment. Yeah, that's a nice pick. 
I played soccer at CHS. Whoa. Are you on the team? I am on the team. Nice. We lost 17 seniors last year. Oh, So gosh. we're going to be pretty rough. There were even rough. 17 people on the team? There were, I think, 25, wow. four, 24 people. It was a deep, soccer deep bench. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be rough this year. I'll, I'll let you guys know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll have weekly updates on this very podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lose faith. I think you can. Oh, I, I, it's a rebuilding I think we can still. Year, but it could be strong. I think we can still do well. I mean, most of the the younger kids do club soccer, which is good. Last year, we didn't have a lot of club soccer activity on the team, so it was just strictly high school players. But I think I think we have some a chance this year. A <laughs> chance, a fighting chance. Well. You had a chance last year. We did have a and very you, good chance. And you uh, succeeded. We got the semifinals. Yeah. And so that was we, awesome. got, we lost on a bad call, but we do not talk about that. <laughs> it is in the past. That's yep. right. We got to move right. forward. Well, that'll wrap up the draft. Thank you okay. for coming. Last question. Do you have anything else you want to say to the world? To the world? Anything. The whole world. You could say anything you want. Everyone is listening. I've never been asked that. It could um, be a, like a strong opinion that you believe. Hot controversial. takes. Yeah. A hot take? Anything. Say anything you want. <laughs> oh. I think if I had to say anything to anyone that was listening, would say that... <laughs> this is like the hardest question I've ever been asked. It's I've a tough question. Many okay. a job interview, and this is a tough question. If I could say Ooh. anything to the world, I would say that we need more kindness. That's so lame, but it's also true. It's it true. is true. We should just be nice to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Fully agree. Well, this <laughs> has been an amazing interview. Thank you, Miss Waters, for taking the time to join us on this week's podcast thank you for having me yeah. it's my first podcast oh awesome. really yeah. yeah oh my will you people uh, gotta take the opportunity because this is a great interview w- yeah, yeah what do you think your first podcast, podcast. A bomb at the, at the end. <laughs> 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 now awesome. i'm gonna have to think about what i would say if i had a megaphone to the world yeah i would just probably me i would just say my favorite color <laughs> yeah. all right but I yeah. think I would probably, if I had the opportunity to speak to the whole, to, to voice something or to have a platform in front of the whole world, I would probably, I would probably play something. Mm. What song would you play if you <laughs> could play? An awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. We are now into the highlights. Ben, what are your thoughts on that very, very lively interview with the orchestra teacher, Miss Waters? That was so much fun. It was great to learn about her life, what she's trying to do here at CHS, um, and everything like that. And I hope we have her on again soon. I, I believe we will later down the road. I see that you have a couple of tweets lined up, Ben. You've got three, actually. Do you I have a couple of tweets. But I, I think I know which one I'm going to stick with here. Okay. So I want to give Don- Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers, a guard that is currently in the running for the MVP conversation, some shout-outs here. Okay. So he's, you know, like a star player, 
an all-star, everything like that. And so when he was signing autographs uh, with fans in the stands pre-game, uh, someone threw him a jersey, and it was his teammate's jersey. So he did sign that jersey, but then without being prompted, he went and he pointed to the jersey and he told the fan whose jersey it was that he was going to go get Evan Mobley, which is this player uh, whose jersey it was, to sign that uh, shirt for the little kid. So that was awesome. Commendable to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, having a great season, but seems like from this video here, an even greater, greater guy. He goes the extra mile to secure an Evan Mobley autograph for a young fan. Very noble. What team is Donovan Mitchell on? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Who are in the running for one of the best teams in the East, one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell didn't have to go out of his way to do this, but he did, and that's awesome. Mr. So, James LeBron used to play for them, right? He did. Was that his first team out of high school? It was his first team, and so then he was in Cleveland for – Seven, eight years, and then he played in Miami for a while, won some championships there, mm-hmm. and then came back to Cleveland, won a championship there. Oh, my. Now he is in Los Angeles. Would you say that when he was at his time in Cleveland, either the first or the second time that he was in his prime? Oh, that's a good question. I think that the 2016 season was peak LeBron, and the – Game 7 of the 2016 NBA Finals was one of the greatest single performances we've ever seen on a basketball court. And that was when he was at Cleveland? That was when he was in Cleveland. The Cavs came back from a 3-1 lead. That was one of the greatest sports championships of all time. That was awesome. I vividly remember watching that game and that Finals. Okay. Well, thank you for the the tweet Ben I hope that Donovan Mitchell has a successful season as time goes on I do too do you think he's going to be a big player in the league or think he can carry a team to the championship I do I think that the Cavs are going to be really good they're going to um I'm not going to make an official prediction here that'll be for a different episode but I am really liking what I'm seeing from the Cavs so far and you know they're such a well-rounded team they have a couple holes here and there but, you know, they have a good balance of offense, defense, a leader in the front court, a leader in the back court, and Donovan Mitchell is a big part of that team, and the trade that the Cavs and Jazz made over the summer was really outstanding and seems like to be a both win, a win-win for both sides. Okay. Well, good luck to the Cavs. I know you guys are listening out there. I know it's we've made it all the way. Donovan, Evan. Darius, any of you listening? And LeBron. And LeBron. <laughs> yep. Well, some recent news. We've been talking about music this basically this whole podcast, except for, or this whole episode, except for this little NBA rant. But 21 Savage and Drake dropped a new album, and I personally think it's very good. Yeah, There's was, some I listened songs. to it. It was a good album. The clean version has come out. Very hyped to listen to that. Yeah, it was a good good album. Very good album. Very real, solid. I think it's win. two two rap names that are huge, and a lot of people's go to these yep. days, especially yep. for the younger generations. But yeah. we have a guess who said it. Let's see if you can <laughs> guess who said it. I will read this 
this very here quote by either 21 Savage or Drake. And Ben has to guess who has spoken these words in the past. Hmm. You ready? I'm ready. I haven't, I've only listened to the album maybe once, so I'm not super confident on it, but I'll yeah. take a, I'll take a try at it. Okay. Well, it's not from the album. It's just a quote from oh, one okay. of these people. I see. The quote is, whatever you're doing, think 50 steps ahead. Ben, is this 21 Savage or Drake? Ooh, I'm going to go Drake. Are you sure? You know, now that we're switching um, from two questions to one here, I can't go 50%. I can only go 0% or 100% each week. So I'm going, I'm really going all or nothing in this, and I'm going Drake. Wrong. Are you surprised? I am not surprised, actually. You are very consistent at getting the first one wrong every single time. I think we'll have to listen back to all of the episodes we've done and count up my record so far. It, it's we'll a keep lot. A, it's we'll slim keep a, none on the win. We'll keep a weekly tally on what my record is. <laughs> very, very rough record. But this was 21 Savage. Um, I always feel like he... I mean, I've listened to... I think it was one of his songs. He He always says that he's not in it for the money but the experience which i feel like rappers should do for their music because it makes it a lot better and he's a very smart man and he comes from the from the uk and typically they're pretty smart over there so well i hope they typically are. typically typically and drake is canadian their, so their accents though their accents are really cool over the weekend i did watch a movie Okay, are we doing movie reviews now? Is this a movie review podcast? This is a movie review segment in the podcast. Soren's Movie Reviews. <laughs> and this week... we got to get a better name for it, like Soren's Snazzy uh, Sweets. Soren's Films. Soren's fin- Film Fanatics. Well, if you're listening to this and have an idea... Drop them in the comments. For us to watch a movie. For us to watch a movie. Just buy us tickets and we'll be there. Buy us tickets. We'll have a movie party. And then we can do Soren's uh, Snazzy Sweets. Sure. What does sweets have to do with movies? Uh, I mean, it oh, can you be, can it, buy candy. You it can, can be candy. either kind of sweets. Like you can be sitting in a suite, S-U-I-T-E. Okay. Or you can be eating sweets, like uh, Swedish fish. Okay. My movie that I watched, I went to the Alamo Draft House, had an amazing meal before the movie and during because they do serve food there. I had wings before, wings of Charlottesville. They were not that. No, they were they were pretty good. <laughs> they were your classic hot hot wings with ranch. The ranch was really good. It was very milky. But Are you a ranch or blue cheese guy? Ranch all the way. Blue cheese. I used to like blue cheese, but I grew up and now I like ranch. See, I get both so I can have the best of both. Okay. And then during the movie, I had a soft pretzel with queso dip. Holy moly. But let me get on to the movie I watched. I watched Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, after the passing of Chadwick Boseman in 2020, this movie was very powerful. I could see a lot of emotions in both the movie and the people in the movie theater. There were a lot of feelings and emotions both in the movie and in the crowd in the movie theater. It was very powerful. It was a, it was a very intriguing story too. I'm not going to spoil it at all. You should watch it unless I can spoil it because that's the whole point of a review. 
give your review on the movie without spoiling it. What was okay? What were your favorite scenes? Any memorable moments? Okay. So as a typical superhero movie, there is a enemy, right? There's a whole new enemy mm-hmm. in the movie. I feel like they the enemy has a very cool background, and they're very powerful, obviously, and they pose a threat to Wakanda. Yeah. And so how do you think that it compares to the first Wakanda Forever Black Panther movie? If at all. It kind of doesn't. There's some reoccurring characters, but there's not really a tie. And I feel like it's not really a super, it's not really, I don't think it should have been a Marvel movie. It should have been its own thing because there's not really many ties between other Marvel characters. And I feel like this enemy that's in it hasn't really been seen ever and doesn't have a background with any other Marvel movies. So I think it could have been its own thing. It could have very easily been its own franchise movie. And how do you think that they did in honoring Chadwick Boseman? Um, they had their occasional sad scenes. They had uh, remembering stuff, yeah. but they really focused on uh, this new problem in the movie. And they did honor him at the very beginning and the end, which was very cool. That's awesome. A whole scene dedicated to like memories. Uh, people left the the movie crying, as I saw. <laughs> oh, producer Dave raises his hand. <laughs> um, it was very powerful. So um, overall, what do you give the movie out of a hundred? Out of a hundred, I'd let's say, say. Let's say on a scale of on a scale of thirty nine to eighty six. Okay, I will work with that. I'm going to give it a 80, you said 86? Scale of 39 to 86. 82 is my rating. Ooh. It's a very strong movie. It's got a good plot. It's got good characters, minus the star of all the previous Black Panthers. If he was in it, yeah. I've been 100 times better. Uh, They do a really good job of honoring him, like I've said. And I think the four points that are taken off is that it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie to me. Ooh. That's that's it. And I feel like if Marvel wasn't involved, then it would be that full 86 out of 86. But they had to put their name in there, so it does knock off points. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to a new segment we just made up, <laughs> Soren's Snazzy Sweets. Sure. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> yep. Ben, you want to kick us off with the quick question of the week? It's a pretty fun one this week. It is very fun. So if you had to fight a grizzly bear with one musical instrument, which one would you pick? We'll give the listeners uh, some time to think before we state our our opinions. All right, that was enough time. Uh, ben, what do you have? I would pick the trombone because it's not like too uh, too big, but it's also not like too small, like say a flute or a piccolo. Um, <laughs> but I think that you know the big. Uh, thing that you move, I don't know what it's called, but the uh, trombone thing. The thing that makes it a trombone. The, the thing that makes it a trombone. Um, <laughs> you know, that would be really helpful for, like, stabbing the grizzly bear or, like, at least fending him off mm. um, because you can, like, move it all around really quickly and you can make your weapon really short or you can make it really long and... Also, you can play a loud sound that would scare them away. For sure. What if the slide and gets? What if the slide isn't 
um, slick and it jams. Well, then you still have a huge metal object that you can just like do whatever you want with. Because okay. that brass is no joke. <laughs> it is no joke. My weapon would be Ben kind of dissed it a little bit. I know it, the flute, because it's apparently not strong. But my take on the flute would be mobility and agility. I can move around and I could poke, and it's still, it's got a lot of swing. It's got See, a lot of swing to it. With the flute, you have a good grip on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not powerful. It can be. Poke its eyes, can't see. And then you could poke its trachea, can't breathe, you know? And you did bring up a good point. Um, It's easy to hold, but are you going to two-hand a trombone the whole time? See, trombone has many places you can hand, hold on to with either two hands or one hand. Um... You know, you don't have as much uh, strength with holding it one hand, but you can use your second hand for doing other things, hmm. and I think that would be pretty beneficial. Um, but for yours, if you want to have any sort of strength with a flute, you have to have a two-handed grip. Mm, I think one-handed flute grip would be best. I don't know. It's like tennis. If you want to hit a backhanded shot, a back slap on the bear, two hands is your move, but forearm bang yeah and i do have one point of the trombone my brother played trombone his whole life until i think high school as of may one of the instruments and the only time i've ever seen him hold it one hand is when it's at his side i don't think it's possible to swing a trombone one-handed unless you have a lot of velocity well but i think you can make it work i think that the I think in a life or death situation. I think that the pros outweigh the cons with with a trombone. Yeah. And I think there's some cons to the flute. It's not as damage dealing, but the pros are mobility and agility, which you do want to have against someone that's trying to do some damage to you. All right. Well, should we see what the kids in the hall have to say about this? Yeah. I'm excited to hear some opinions. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Who am I here with today? Vicky. All right, Vicky, if you had to fight a grizzly bear with one musical instrument, what would you pick? I would pick a clarinet, like a soprano. Any reason for that? Because it's kind of like pointy, and I feel like I could probably stab the bear with it. And um, I think I'd have a good shot of beating it up. Also, I can like kind of hit it with like a baseball bat or something. How do you think you could use the bell bottom to your advantage? It would make a good grip. I could put my hand there. All right, thanks for your time. Yes. What's up, guys? Here with a special guest. What's your name? Owen Lindsay. All right, Owen. If you had to fight a grizzly bear with one musical instrument, what would it be? I'm going to take the violin because not only do you have the violin, you got the little stick thing. So you can just like stab it with that. And you can get one good hit in with the violin before it breaks. So I think that's a good answer. I like that answer. Thanks for your time. Yep. All right, everybody. We're here with a special guest. What's your name? Uh, Benjamin Sherman. And uh, what's your name? Rachel Rugumayo. All right. If you had to fight a grizzly bear with any musical instrument, which one would you pick? 
I think the obvious answer is a church organ because uh, if we both get like dropped into an arena, I can smush it with a church organ. But also at the same time, if it's just like he's coming at me and I have a church organ, I have a place to hide because church organs are really big. All right, Rachel, your thoughts? I would say a cello, but I am against violence, so I would use the cello, play it, and lull the bear to sleep with the richness and um, beautifulness of the cello. <laughs> the beautifulness. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, thank you guys. This has been the Paper Thin Thoughts Podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform, and we would really appreciate a rating. And remember to leave a question that we could potentially answer in following episodes. As always, I'm Soren Povacils, accompanied by Ben Rikosh. Keep up the thin thoughts and stay tuned for next week's episode. Paper Thin Thoughts is produced by the Charlottesville High School Podcasting Network. Executive producers are Jen Horn and Dave Stipe. Senior producers are Ben Rikosh and Soren Povacils. This episode was edited and mixed by uh, Ben Rikosh. Music is produced and created thanks to Jacob Lightborn, Miss Waters, and the CHS music production team. Thank you to Mr. Rashad Pitt and the rest of the CHS faculty and staff for the support. PTT out. Boom. <laughs>